0: Welcome into this week's edition of Talking Ball. My name is Jerry Hamilton. Filling in for Rod Babers. Had his wisdom teeth out. He's on the mend. We'll head to the Super Bowl this weekend. Joined by C.J. Vogel. Uh, today we're going to be talking a little SEC in the transfer transfer portal. Texas A&M, Oklahoma. How do they compare to Texas? Some other teams in the SEC C.J. likes. couple teams we think may need to help themselves a little bit in this, after the spring. Before we get going, though, I want to mention one thing, uh, Texas general manager uh, position. We feel like that's still trending towards Brandon Harris. Everything we've heard on Monday as of about 1.30 p.m., still Brandon Harris is the name we hear the most. We'll continue to keep you updated uh, if things change on that. I believe Steve Sarkeesian has a press conference on Wednesday where he's going to probably address uh, some of the changes in the program, introduce uh, officially Johnny Nansen, Uh, Kenny Kenny Baker and and some of those additions to the uh to the team and to the organization. So we'll we'll hear more about that from Sark on Wednesday. But we continue to hear Brandon Harris, as Bobby Burton said this morning on Coffee and Football, is the name we hear most for GM. John Michael Jones also expected uh, to have his role increased, elevated there at the University of Texas in house. All right, before we get going, I want to take a second for the sponsor of Talking Ball, and that's John. Donovan Longhorn Wealth Management Group. John is a proud Texas Exes Life member who has served over 15 years as a Texas Exes board member. His wife and all six of John's siblings are also University of Texas graduates. So it is in his deep UT connection that led John to brand his firm Longhorn Wealth and dedicate it to providing total wealth management for Texas alumni, employees, Family and friends. Longhorn, speaking of expertise and passion, this is exactly what John Donovan brings to the table as a certified financial planner who has spent more than 30 years providing investment, retirement, insurance, and estate planning services and solutions to all his clients. So please give John Donovan and his Longhorn Wealth team a call at 972 700 707 4900 or visit longhornwealth.net for a free 90-minute consultation to explore how they can help you maximize and protect your tax-efficient retirement income. Thank you again to John Donovan Longhorn Wealth Management Group. All right, CJ, let's talk first about Texas A&M. The rivalry's back. I mean, it's been talked about, but now we're back on the field. So it matters who A&M has on their roster. So A&M, 22 players in, 21 players out. How would you kind of address how would you kind of characterize how AM did in the portal? It's obvious they thought they needed a lot of help in the secondary.
1: Well, it was not only in the defensive back room, but you look at who Texas AM was able to bring in through the portal, maybe not from the splashiest or shiniest schools, but it's a lot of guys who have a lot of experience and a lot of game time. And I think that's something for a new head coach in a very important year in the SEC, where you, you know arguably two of your biggest rivalries are joining you in your conference now for Mike Elko. It's about getting guys on the field that have that experience where you're not necessarily uh, playing with uh, putting guys on the field that don't know necessarily what it's like to play big time college football, you know? And so I think from an A&M perspective, you're sitting back thinking, you know what? We lost a lot of guys. We lost a lot of five-star guys, but Hey, we're going to be adding to this, this roster after spring ball, with an idea of hey, you know what, we might not be as 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 poorly off as we thought after the departures from December, because we've gone out and we've added guys who lit up the MAC, you know, lit up you know some of these uh, conference USA schools like that. So um, piecing things together, kind of holding things together by tape and then reinforcing it with duct tape and eventually steel beams or whatever in the spring is what AM's kind of approach has been. I thought uh, for the most part, Elko's done a tremendous job making sure that the raft isn't sinking right now.
0: I'll tell you what he did. He got long levers in the secondary. He got a bunch of height and long arms in the secondary. And I think Texas A&M fans are welcoming that. And I think it's almost a numbers game for them. Take five, six guys, make sure you get two or three quality players next yeah. year in the SEC. To me, it was almost a numbers game because I want to read off who they lost. And for Texas fans, it's terrible timing, but there's no more Evan Stewart talk. They lost, A&M lost Evan Stewart to Oregon, obviously on offense, but on defense, Walter Nolan to Ole Miss, which we'll get into. Fadil Diggs, Syracuse. Isaiah Rakes, USC. LT Overton, Alabama. And tied in Jake Johnson, a future NFL draft pick, along with his brother in North Carolina. So that, like you said, there are several five-star prospects on that list. Those are some heavy losses on the defensive line. I mean, guys that are unblockable when yep. they're healthy. NFL draft picks,
1: Nolan Diggs. Those guys are NFL draft picks. Um, it's, a, it's 120 career starts combined. Like that is a ton of production and experience that is walking out the door. So if you, like I said, if you're able to find a piece that together and hold on for year one, then start building the recruiting yeah. class, it's a good bridge to get to where Elko wants to be.
0: And last thing on AM: and the biggest win I think for them in the portal was Nick Scowerton. He's out of Bryan High School. He was at Purdue. He's seen as a future NFL draft pick, and he's on the defensive line. That was a huge win for them. All right, CJ, let's shift focus to Oklahoma. Um, I'll let you hit on the offensive line. Obviously, it was offensive line out, offensive line in, and that was key for them as, uh, uh, coupled with the losses to graduation on that offensive line. So Bill Be- Be- ball had to have a total rebuild, but then they also attacked the secondary which a little bit, which I thought was interesting at corner.
1: Yeah, it, it certainly caused a storm a little bit whenever Caden uh, Green departed from Oklahoma, uh, ended up at Missouri, a big win for Missouri. And we'll touch on that a little bit later. Uh, but that was going to be your number one guy. If you're Oklahoma, you know, he started the last seven games. He came in against Texas, had a really, a really, you know, really solid year for yes. Oklahoma. Uh, someone that they were very high on as a true freshman thinking, you know what? you know beating the balls being that guy that has developed and put guys in the league we're looking at Caden Green right now to be that next guy talking about putting guys in the league from the offensive line you're looking at Andrew Rame Tyler Guyton and Walter Rouse departing for the NFL yep. there's a whole lot of vacancy right now on that Sooner offensive line and right now with a brand new quarterback and a brand new offensive coordinator as well you had to go out and you had to get pieces in that trench in in the trenches to really shore up what you hope to be as a uh, a competitive offense for 2024. And I thought going out uh, and, and grabbing four offensive linemen and two tight ends for Oklahoma was uh, tremendous. You can go out and add Deion Burks as well. Uh, uh, I actually looked at the numbers earlier because I was debating the, the Texas wide receivers in the NFL draft, but his drop numbers were a little higher than I expected. But regardless his ex- uh, experience in production, as I keep hounding on, is tremendous. And he's looking like he can be an instant impact guy and a one-and-done guy for the Sooners to the NFL. But shoring up that offensive line is the biggest key for me, and I thought Beaton Ball and the Sooners did a great job at it.
0: Look, I mean, this offensive staff for Oklahoma, new coordinators also, uh, uh, this offensive staff has a big task in front of him. You know, have to get a new offensive line cohesive to protect a first-year starting quarterback in a move to the SEC. So for Texas fans worried about all the guys they lost to the NFL, you got four starters back on the offensive line, a lot of experience behind a quarterback starting year three. Where would you rather be in year one in the SEC? Doesn't mean Oklahoma won't go on and have a really good year, but that offense is up against it. Deion Burks is also big in the return game. I thought that was key. All right, so here's the question, CJ. Texas, and I wasn't here to talk about the portal wins, but so I'm going to say this real quick. Receiver, home run, home run, grand slam as a, to- as a total group of three. Yes. Nye Black tied in. He may not have as many receptions as JT Sanders next year, but he may have more big plays with the people around him. That guy is going to scare people running down the field to have to play against Texas. Um, then you look at Makuba. I thought that was a massive pickup for Texas at safety. At nickel at the time, you didn't know what Jade Barron was going to do. Now Jeff Barron back with Makuba, with Muhammad, with Brooks, Gavin Holmes, you start it, it, Taff at safety, Derek Williams in year two. This secondary looks more experienced and better as an all-around unit. Kendrick Blackshire he'll he'll give some SCC inside linebacker frame and experience. I'm not Definitely. I don't think he's gonna play like 40 50 snaps, right? right? but he can play a role for Texas, uh, obviously. So I thought it uh, didn't trade more off the edge, right? And Trey Moore, Colin Simmons combined pass rush off the edge, heading the SEC, Texas has to continue to get better at. Um, I thought Texas had a great class in the portal. I really did. They've been ranked top 10 portal classes, and that's pretty significant considering they only have eight guys. And a lot of those classes ranked ahead of in that 15, 20 guys. If I told you, CJ, you had to rank Texas, Oklahoma, and a portal classes, how would you rank those?
1: I mean, Texas would be number one there. And I I think it's simply because of the quality of prospect that they are bringing. They're not, like you said, they're not bringing in 15 to 20 guys to help, you know, manufacture a a brand new roster. There wasn't a need necessarily, but you're going out and you're getting the leading receiver from Alabama, Oregon State. You got a a guy that contributed in special teams and put up 500 yards at Houston as well, 22 sacks from UTSA, a freshman All-American from Clemson. The quality of guys coming in to join this program is significantly higher than what you're seeing consistently from the other two classes. And not to mention, I wanted to mention – You know, one of those talking points that Rod always brings up is, you know, when my exes leave me, I want my exes to do well. I want to look back and say that I'm not the reason, you know, that, you know, bad luck or whatever, my departures uh, is always surrounding me. And I'm looking at, you know, some of the schools in which A&M and Oklahoma's departures went to. And that quality of competition and, and program is significantly higher than what Texas's departures are going to. Exactly. And so I'm looking at the list. You know, I see Ole Miss on here pretty often. Oregon's on here for both schools. South Carolina, Missouri. I mean, it feels like these these guys are going to other SEC quality programs. They're playing against against those guys. Whereas Texas doesn't have Auburn right now. But right now Auburn's the only school that you can look at this list and say, all right, you know what, maybe that hurt Texas a little bit. Just by a quality in which they're now going to play for. Uh, as they leave the program. So I see that as a, as a significant victory in Texas' perspective as well, knowing that, hey, they're adding a lot of all-star players and maybe didn't necessarily see as many career starts, especially as well as the, the on-field production as well, walked out the door.
0: I'll say this. I We're going to get into Ole Miss in a second. I thought they did an amazing job in the portal, set themselves up for a real playoff run and a, a, to be a, in the picture for the 12-team playoff. I think Texas – may have added more speed and playmaking than any other team in the portal and yep. so for texas fans out there with steve Sarkeesian, i mean isaiah bond's a 10-5 guy silas bolden i don't know what his 100 time is but i guarantee his his 40 his El and his five ten five 5 are going to test really well when he tries to make it in the nfl matthew golden is fast with a football in his hands amari nyeblack's as fast as you'll see at tight end when Definitely. he opens up his gate uh with that said, I forgot a guy who's very important in the portal. That's Savea out of Arizona. A guy that's played a lot, hundreds of snaps, whether it's at UCLA and Arizona, that defensive line, Texas. And if we're looking at one thing Texas needs to do this spring, it's adding at least one more interior D-lineman, possibly two. All right, CJ, before we get into who you thought did well in the portal outside of uh, the rivals there Texas uh, Texas A&M and Oklahoma I'm going to take a second again for John Donovan Longhorn Wealth Management uh, thank you to John Donovan president of Longhorn Wealth Management group for being the sole sponsor of Talk and Ball John's a proud Texas Ex life member who served over 15 years as a Texas Ex's board member his wife and all six of John's siblings all graduated from the University of Texas So it is in his deep UT connection that led John to brand his firm, Longhorn Wealth, and dedicate it to providing total wealth management for Texas alumni, employee, family, and friends. Speaking of expertise and passion, this is exactly what John Donovan brings to the table as a certified financial planner who spent over 30 years providing investment, retirement, insurance, and estate planning services and solutions to all his clients. Uh, so give John Donovan and his Longhorn Wealth team a call at 972-707-4900 or visit longhornwealth.net for a free 90-minute consultation to explore how they can help maximize and protect your tax-efficient retirement income. Thank you very much to John Donovan for being the sole sponsor of Talking Ball. All right, CJ, teams we think did well in the portal. I think we our number one is going to be the same. That's Ole Miss. Absolutely. I mean, how can you
1: not have Ole Miss number one? It, it, it's kind of interesting that you can see a team that lost, what was it, you know, the leading rusher over the last two years in the SEC and still think, you know what, they they probably came out here uh, uh, by a wide margin of net victory yeah, they make here. Sure they got better considerably. Absolutely. Year. In the trenches specifically. You go yeah. out and you add uh, uh, Justice Bulo and Travis Colepo out of, uh, out of Washington. You go out and you add Walter Nolan, the five-star, arguably the number one overall uh portal prospect this off season from A and M as well. Not to mention Princely Human Mieland over there from Florida. You know they shored up their trenches tremendously, and then they gave themselves some toys on the outside. Juice Wells, yes. Uh, you know he, he stays healthy. He's going to have a big year in Lane Kiffin's offense with a third-year starting quarterback in Jackson Dart. Right, big year. Oh yeah, and so I, I loved what they did. And you talk about being in the 12-team contention this past year. They were there this year. And now you add all these pieces already in the trenches as well to go for Jackson Dart on the outside. It's feeling like they definitely got better from a year ago and could certainly make a loud splash uh, for Texas in their first year in the SEC. And another key guy, Chris Paul, the linebacker from
0: Arkansas. I, I think they attacked Diego Pounds, offensive lineman from North Carolina as well. They, Like you said, CJ, they got a lot better in the offensive line. And that is big for Lane Kiffin. If he has a good offensive line, he is going to tear you up with play calling. Uh, okay. I had a SEC defensive coordinator when Steve Sarkeesian was hired. I called him and asked him. I said, who's the best play caller? And this is how I, – I, I, that you've gone against. And I was wondering what his answer would be. And he said this, the best play designer and the guy that has the best script is Steve Sarkeesian. He said the best play caller over a game that he's gone against was Lane Kiffin. So wow. you say, if you give Lane Kiffin a really good offensive line and experience at quarterback, he has a chance. To, uh, he has a chance to put up some numbers and, and shred you up there, especially with that change at Alabama. They're kind of going to go through that transition for a year. Things set up pretty well for Ole Miss. All right, CJ, who else? Who else do you like? Who else do you think did well?
1: I really liked Missouri. I thought that they got off to a hot start early on in the portal. Obviously, Caden Green from Oklahoma. Also, Chris McClellan, who was yeah. down to Oklahoma and Missouri, ended up at Florida before portaling again. That was another big win over Oklahoma in the that re-recruitment of the portal. Those two, to me, former North Shore linebacker Corey Flagg, has a lot of experience out of Miami yes. as well. Uh, Toriano Pride was a very highly rated uh, high school quarterback that ended up at Clemson. So You talk about kind of of, of out-of-conference guys that lost a lot of talent. Clemson in that secondary. You talk about McCuba in that mix as well. But Missouri, to me, was a big-time winner. Uh, Kentucky was another one that we'll touch on a little bit later. But I loved what Missouri did.
0: Yeah, and then uh, South Carolina. I'll hit on South Carolina. I'll tell you what I think South Carolina did well when they raided the University of Pittsburgh's defense uh, because, you know, Narduzzi's going to recruit talented guys that weren't highly recruited. DeAndre Jules, a defensive lineman. Uh, Bengal Kamara, the linebacker, very good player for South Carolina. I thought they did some good things. Uh, They stressed some things at running back with Rocket Sanders out of Arkansas, obviously, Uh, but linebacker, they hit on a couple of guys. They have a Mack tied in. It was a really good player as a freshman. So South Carolina, I think, helped themselves in the portal in some areas of need on defense. All right, CJ, let's talk about Kentucky because the, the, the Longhorns play Kentucky. Uh, so what kind of were your takeaways for the Wildcats?
1: Yeah, they go out and they get a five-star quarterback. You know, Brock Vandegrift out of high school was one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Spent a few years at, at Georgia. Obviously, Carson Beck has kind of won that job and is looking like he and Quinny Ewers are going to be at top of the, you know, the power rankings or NFL draft guys uh, going into the season. But Brock Vandegrift, albeit, is a a very fine quarterback prospect. And I think he will be an upgrade over Devin Leary, who had a very good year at Kentucky a year ago. I think there's just more tools that you can work with. Uh, He was a guy that certainly caught my eye. And then Gerald Mincy, an offensive lineman from Tennessee, 13 career starts. And then the other one going back to Georgia, Uh, Georgia actually suffered quite a bit of attrition, surprisingly. Uh, But, you know, a number one class will surely shore that up a little bit. Uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, 24 career starts, uh, over the last two seasons, that middle linebacker, very highly rated recruit out of high school as well. Kentucky made some some big splashes this offseason, and they're, they're going to give Texas something to worry about a little bit towards the back end of the season when they meet uh, in week 11. A good fit for them as well was Chip Tranium, the running back from Ohio
0: State. Originally, was he's from Ohio. He was at Arizona State, transferred to Ohio State. He didn't put up big numbers at Ohio State. Obviously, Travion Henderson was there, but he's a really good fit with what Kentucky does offensively. And then Jamori Macklin, obviously out of uh, the Missouri area, put up 1,000 yards at North Texas last year. Oh, yeah. Any type of playmaker Kentucky can get to go with Barry on Brown helps them. That add. was the other thing. That, that's and Brown didn't team. leave. He he hasn't left as of yet, right? I mean, uh, all, uh, Kentucky has to get through the spring. Yeah. But yeah. he stays another year. Dynamic return, man. And Absolutely. now you had Macklin to be a number two receiver next to him. The running back from Ohio State is a good downhill guy. And, uh, you know, after kind of the waters got rough there when Mark Stoops was in a plane headed to College Station and got back to Lexington, they've kind of recovered uh, well enough. All right, team that needs some help after the spring. I'll say I'll start with Florida. Ten guys in, 24 guys out is never a good number. No. Um, Especially with the way the two seasons have gone. Anybody else you see or is kind of Florida your pick, too, on that one?
1: I actually went a little different route. Obviously, Alabama, I feel like, is – is. Yeah. we could just go down the list of Caleb Downs, Caden Proctor. I mean, yeah. it, it goes on and on and on. Obviously, All the, nice the and Texas awesome guys and guys. Yeah. 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 So, that's, that's the one to me. I also wanted to touch on LSU because I feel like they lost a lot of high-quality guys. Maybe not that uh, the attrition numbers aren't as high as a few, uh, but – maybe it's addition by subtraction with Denver Harris. That's up for debate, but he is a very talented prospect and one that you would have probably liked to have seen on the field a little bit more, but Zalant's heard to Tennessee uh, was one that was big. Jalen Brown, who didn't play a whole lot this past season, but with wide receiver opening up with no more Brian Thomas, Malik neighbors, Jalen Brown out of, out of Miami, that Miami area was one of the best high school prospects I've seen at the wide receiver position. I think he kind of had that uh, resemblance of an Evan Stewart guy that could jump, could, could run, could do just about everything else didn't necessarily get a lot of run this past year obviously and then Quincy Wiggins off the edge he was one that Texas yeah. was really recruiting as well he's off to Colorado to play for Dion so I thought LSU maybe not the most experienced departures but guys that you were hoping to build through their pipeline and get onto the field this upcoming year that was a school that I was kind of all right maybe uh maybe it'll sneak up on them a little bit i I, I thought it was noteworthy
0: I can tell I can tell Texas fans this. Bo Davis went to LSU. He's got the same work to do he ha- would have had at Texas. They need to. They need help with the portal on defensive line after no. the spring. LSU is known for having all those numbers on the defensive line. They don't really have them right now. So that'll be interesting Interesting to see what LSU does in the portal after the spring because they need some help at defensive line on the interior. Uh, any Anytime you're in the SEC – If you don't have depth on the interior defensive line, it can hurt you. All right, CJ, great job, man. Once again, uh, I'm filling in for Rod on talking ball. Uh, We had a good time here talking about the portal, transfer portal, and our rankings. I think we both have Ole Miss as the number one class in the portal right now. I mean, they had just too many wins and too many guys on the offensive line that could positively affect them and ascend that season uh, for Lane Kiffin next year. All right, for CJ Vogel, I'm Jerry Hamilton. Thank you for joining in uh, on this week's edition of Talking Ball.
1: America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling,